You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to the Truth Report. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Today, we're going to start by following up on our report from last month, the one when we discussed the Women's March on Washington that took place just after President Donald Trump's inauguration. If you remember, we discussed Linda Sarsour, one of the key organizers and co-chairs of that march. She is the Muslim with radical ties who became one of the four key organizers. This is the lady who promotes Sharia for America. Remember her? Today, we're going to educate you more about who is Linda Sarsour by using her own words. So you will get a real clear picture of her biography and some of her more well famous statements that you should know about. Now keep in mind, she wants full Sharia in the United States. Sharia's set of rules and law are completely and totally incompatible with the American system of rights guaranteed under the Constitution. Scholars going all the way back to founding father Thomas Jefferson have recognized that and have spoken out against Sharia in the United States. Here's what Linda had to say. These are her tweets. One, quote, if you are still paying interest, then Sharia law hasn't taken over in America, unquote. Now, besides causing the complete collapse of the entire American financial system, maybe Linda just wants her student loan interest forgiven. <laughs> Two, quote, Responding on Twitter to a question, she said, Sharia includes the process for inheritance distribution of marriage contracts, unquote. Now, keep in mind that women can be bought and sold into marriage and are bound by that same contract. That's what she's advocating. Three, quote, 10 weeks of paid maternity leave in Saudi Arabia and you are worried about women driving? Yes, 10 weeks puts us to shame, unquote. Here, she's saying that even though women can't drive, Women can't leave the house without permission. Women can't appear in public without a complete covering. Women can be beaten for being unattended. Women who are raped must be able to produce four male witnesses to the rape. And if they cannot, they will be determined to have committed adultery. This is the same country that executes its own citizens for the crime of homosexuality. Yep, it's a capital crime there. And Linda wants to put their system above ours because they put America to shame? Number four, quote, FYI, mandated head covering for women in Saudi Arabia is the least of their worries. Stop making it the issue. It's not, unquote. On this one, I agree with Linda. Yes, it's a despicable law, but if a woman can be beaten and imprisoned for the crime of being a rape victim, then Linda is right. Being forced to wear a covering that only allows your eyes to show is the least of your problems. As a woman, you've got much bigger issues in Saudi Arabia living under Sharia than being forced to wear a burqa. Five, quote, Sharia law is reasonable, and once you read into the details, it makes a lot of sense, unquote. 
Sure it does, Linda. If barbarism, slavery, torture, general mutilation, and world domination from the Middle Ages makes a lot of sense to you, you're right. Six. Quote, can't learn or teach about the history of Islam in America without talking about the nation of Islam, unquote. And this one, quote, when we write the history of Islam in America, the nation of Islam is an integral part of that history, unquote. These are particularly insightful tweets where she seems to be endorsing Louis Farrakhan and his nation of Islam, the group that openly hates American society, hates American values, hates white people and Christians, and especially Jews. 7. Quote, Bridget Gabrielle equals Ayan Hirsi Ali. She's asking for an ass whipping. I wish I could take away their vaginas. They don't deserve to be women. Unquote. In case you don't know, Bridget Gabrielle and Miss Hirsi speak out against the degradation of women in the Muslim world under Sharia. Ali herself is a victim of forced genital mutilation, and her mission is to save as many young girls as possible from this horrific abuse that's justified under Sharia law. Okay. In the past, Sarsour has railed against women's rights in the Muslim world. She openly advocates for including Sharia in the United States. Remember, there are specific rules within Sharia as to the appropriate way to beat your wife and explains the circumstances and the times it's justifiable to kill members of your own family who disrespected the family. In spite of the fact that she's completely and totally against the rights of women, and firmly in favor of Sharia being enforced in the United States against women, she will again be speaking from a national platform to a national audience. This time, the left-wing organization Jewish Voice for Peace, which, by the way, is neither Jewish nor in favor of peace, well, unless peace is defined as the end of the state of Israel, they will host Linda Sarsour and convicted Palestinian terrorist and murderer Razmea Odeh at its natural conf national conference in Chicago at the end of this month of March. You will just love learning about the other special guest at the conference in Chicago this month. Her name, Razmea Odeh. This lady is a convicted Palestinian terrorist and murderer. Odad participated in several bombings in Israel nearly 50 years ago, while a member of the infamous terror group, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. She was responsible for planting bombs used in attacks in Jerusalem in 1969. One attack targeted a supermarket packed with people. The other targeted the British consulate. One of the bombers, one of the bombs rather, killed two students and wounded nine other people. Odell was sentenced to the rest of her life in prison in Israel for involvement with this terror organization and the murders she committed. She was released as part of a prisoner exchange in the 1980s. And subsequently, she moved to the United States and acquired U.S. citizenship. Now, she is advocating for militant resistance in the streets of the United States. For Palestinians, resistance is a code word often used to rationalize acts of terrorism. Oda and her co-organizers have called for protests to include blocking roads, bridges, and squares. Now, you might be asking yourself at this point, so how did she even get into the United States? How did she get citizenship? Well, actually, the federal government is attempting to correct that mistake. 
Odell, because she was a convicted terrorist, should never have even been allowed in the United States in the first place. She came years after her release from Israeli prison in the 1980s, and in 2004, she became a U.S. citizen by concealing her terrorist background. When she filled out her naturalization forms, she answered no to questions regarding her past, if she'd ever been arrested, charged, convicted, or imprisoned. In 2014, 10 years after becoming a U.S. citizen based on false pretenses and false answers, Odell was convicted for unlawful procurement of naturalization. In November 2014, a Detroit jury found Odette guilty of committing immigration fraud, and in March 2015, a federal judge stripped her of her citizenship and sentenced her to a term of 18 months in prison and immediate deportation following her sentence. But Odette, with a variety of left-wing and Islamic advocates and lawyers rallying by her side, managed to avoid serving a prison sentence and eventual deportation, at least for now. An appeals court granted her a new trial so that she could present evidence of her supposed post-traumatic stress disorder allegedly suffered while in Israeli captivity. It seems that this disorder was brought about by her being raped and tortured while being interrogated. She says this confused her many years later while filling out the naturalization questionnaire. And she interpreted the word ever, which was capitalized on the original questionnaire to mean only the time she was in the United States. She continues to play the part of a Palestinian victim of Israeli oppression and political imprisonment. When it's she who was responsible for the deaths of two innocent Israeli students and many other injured, she conveniently forgot all of that background in order to slip through our naturalization screens. And get this, members of the fake news mainstream media seem to have forgotten that as well. For example, in an article appearing on the New York Times website, the writer identified Odeh simply as the associate director of the American Arab Action Network. No mention of terrorism. No mention of murder convictions. Look, we need to wake up as Americans. The terrorists and their advocates are already here, out in the open, proclaiming their allegiance to a completely different political and social system that is not compatible with the American way of life. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Education is the first step. Stay in touch. We'll follow up again on this story. You can handle the truth, and we intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.